don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. What is going on everybody? Welcome back. Another week, another Dynasty Life Cycle episode. We're here, back and excited to bring you another good one today. I'm your host today and always, Ian Quintana, along with my two co-hosts, Joey Guerreri. How are we? Isaac Gaga. How's it going everybody? We're excited today. We got a really good episode for you guys. Still keeping on theme, getting you ready for all your rookie drafts coming up in the next few weeks. We just had ours last week. Fun times. Some questionable picks. Some really good picks. Top seven is as expected, I would say. And that's mostly what's going to happen on everybody's draft. But we want to make sure you guys are ready and prepared. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Before we get started, just uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at DLC Fantasy. Uh, we're always posting stats, posting recommendations, comparing players for you guys, interacting with all of your questions, all of your messages. We just want to make sure you guys are there and active, uh, interacting with us. That's what makes it fun, no? That makes it fun for everybody. Especially for you, Joe. Today we got a good episode for you. We are uh, staying right on track with what we did uh, last week. We talked about running backs and quarterbacks uh, after the NFL draft and they talked about their landing spots if it helped them move up a little bit in our rankings if it helped them move down this week we got the other side of the coin we got some tight ends very weak class and we got wide receivers very deep class uh, there were definitely some questionable picks there were some people that dropped down a little bit lower than we expected people that were picked a little bit higher than expected overall though wide receiver class was pretty deep and we're excited to just break it all down for you all yeah it's gonna be a good one there's a, like well, let's call you Yusuf. Like Ian said, <laughs> like Ian said, uh, tight ends, a couple guys, and then wide receivers, a lot of guys. Yeah, we can jump right into it. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't even say a couple of guys for tight ends, but we'll start with the big one. We'll go through these pretty quickly, actually. Kyle Pitts uh, goes to the Falcons, as expected. Yeah, fourth overall. It's the highest the tight end's gone since I believe like 1972. So. Breaking records already. He hasn't even played his first snap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a reason breaking records. Kid is just incredible. And he didn't move. He was never going to move down on our board. Like Kyle Pitts, we always knew he'd be the top tight end. He'd probably drop in top five right now, too. Yeah. It didn't matter where he landed, honestly, in this draft. He was always going to be the number one tight end. I mean, it does help that he's on an offense that, you know, is, has, you know, two great studs already on it. They have a quarterback that loves sling the ball. And that their defense is just atrocious. So they're always going to play from behind <laughs> That's honestly the best part, that they're really always going to have to be throwing the ball yeah. every single game. Yeah, Hayden Hurst is basically, he was dead before the draft even started, so it's not like he's going to go in there. There's going to be a lot of competition for touches. He's he's the tight end one already. Yeah, yeah. and speaking of touches, there's there's no running backs there. They got, what, Mike Davis, Cordell Patterson. Jamie um, Hawkins. Jamie Hawkins. A little respect on his name, please. No, don't. No. Do it. No. <laughs> okay. 
So, I mean, yeah, there really is no competition for him and for the whole offense of running back. It's going to be just a gun-slinging offense, like we've seen for the last two, three years out of that team. And it's not going to be exciting for your... I mean, it's going to be exciting for your Atlanta fan. You're probably going to lose a lot of games. But if you're a fantasy fan, you're going to be really damn excited to have players on this team. Those are going to be some fun games to watch, man. I mean, they're going to have to score 41 points a game to try and win one, but that's what makes that's what's going to make it fun for us fantasy owners with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Matt Ryan's arm might fall off, but <laughs> that doesn't matter when Kyle Pitts is putting up, like, 50 points. He Six, won't do that. But. 67 attempts a game. <laughs> Uh, I'll keep it moving right along. Pat Fryermuth goes Ooh, to the Steelers. That was pretty good. I'm getting better. <laughs> I am getting better. I'll say that. Uh, goes to the Steelers. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. You know, he does everything. Oh, you know, he does everything well. Nothing special. But I think he's gonna make some pretty good contributions to the Steelers. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Steelers are the Steelers team are a little. I feel like they're kind of similar to the Falcons in terms of oh, obviously the Steelers have better defense. But in terms of having a good offense, you know, they have pretty good wide receivers between Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju compared to the Falcons with um, with Ridley with Ridley and Julio. So I think the offense is going to be similar in terms of just throwing the ball a lot and two older quarterbacks. And I can see these players playing playing a similar role down the road. Unfortunately, I don't think Pat Frymuth is going to be exciting for the next two years. I think later on he's actually going to provide more, more value for you. Yeah, tight ends don't tend to really excite you for the first couple of years. There's a couple outliers, but I I don't think it's going to be Pat Frymuth. It could be Kyle Pitts, but I mean, yeah, Frymuth is the guy you you draft and you just wait it out. And that's what you have to do with the tight end position. Yeah, but he's worth the wait. Sorry. I, I agree. He's, he's definitely worth the wait. Especially in Dynasty. Yeah. But the thing is, though, if you don't think you can wait a year or two, don't draft him. If you think you know, if he's falling to you, trade out of the play, trade out of the spot. Guess him for next year. Because if you can't wait or if you're a contending team, I don't think Pat Frymuth is going to be helping you win this year or the next. Or next year, yeah. He's not going to be an immediate impact type of player. Neither is the next guy. Brevin Jordan goes to the Texans, especially with the quarterback situation with the Texans. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. It's just a mess. Yeah, the the Texans are... They're the worst organization in football by far. And uh, it's your team. You feeling bad, Ian? Uh, you know, it used to be my team. You know, the Watson-Hopkins uh, era was really cool. You love JJ, too. I love JJ, too. That was just, just a fun team to watch, man. They should have always been better than they were. And they just never that pulled just, it together. Just fell apart. Just fell in, apart in front of my eyes. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, regarding tight ends, this is the last one I pay attention to. I know we're already at three, but this is the last one I care about. 100%. After him, I have, you know, I think we can sensibly have Hunter Long, um... Kenny Uboa, and then they just, they're not really going to be that relevant. No. I don't see him ever really... <laughs> not for fantasy no. purposes. Just, they're just not. Even in real life, even in real life, I mean, Hunter Long is playing behind Mike Gusecki. Um Kenny Uboa is going to play behind behind um, Chris Herndon, which really means nothing. I just don't really like them as prospects. I don't think they can do much for you. Yeah, circling back to Brevin Jordan real quick, I don't think he has much competition there in Houston, so he'll be uh, an up-and-coming tight end for you. Um, but I do like Hunter Long. I don't know. Maybe it's from being in the area of Boston College. But I, I, I mean, I, I think it's the name. He's got like a cool name that it's just easy to remember. I mean, Hunter Long is just he does. He's just he's very basic. Like I mean, <laughs> like we talk about Pat Frymuth, you know, never doing anything like great, but never doing anything bad. Hunter Long is just like below that. Yeah, he's just very very average. He's. Very average, and like, and I mean average, but like, 
I mean average in terms of like a Kyle Rudolph kind of player, who's not really ever going to do anything for you. Sure, he'll give you a week or two here, but he's never going to really do anything for you. Yeah, I mean, the, the way the tight end position is in fantasy in general is just terrible. I mean, if you get a chance to be in the, you know, at number four in your draft, you're probably going to have the opportunity to draft Kyle Pitt. You have to take that. Having a good tight end in your fantasy team is a game changer. It just gives you a, that's another 10, 12, 15 points a week that nobody else is getting except for the guys that have Kittle, that have Waller, that have uh, Kelsey, That's and that's it. Next guy next to that is going to be Pitts. So that's your guy. Other than that, tight end position really weak this draft unfortunate i dream of the day that there's going to be options at the tight end position to be drafted to my fantasy team there were options let's pretend let's not pretend like it's kyle pitts and no one else matters people matter pat frymuth matters i like brevin jordan i still like hunter long i don't care what he says he isn't <laughs> the flashy that's why he's fourth for me he's not flashy he's not gonna you know blow the roof off the dome he plays and it doesn't matter he's a reliable pass catcher and you just He'll be reliable. He'll be better for real life than he is for fantasy, sure. But I still like him. He's, he's a good tight end. Speaking, I mean, tight end-wise, I'll throw one name out there. Um, Jacob Harris. He got drafted as a tight end slash wide receiver for the Chargers. Keep an eye on him. Nothing really there for the Chargers right now. I loved um, Donald Parham beforehand, but Jerry Cook is also there. doesn't do anything for me. Parham, undrafted guy who, went, who, got, who played in AFL, CFL. He played somewhere before he came over. But Jacob Harris is also another guy I, I mean, I would pay attention to. Yeah, if the Chargers offense stays hot and Herbert can repeat what he did last year and get a little bit better, I mean, absolutely. The Chargers did draft Trey McKitty in the third round, so. The, yeah, uh, but in terms of fantasy wise, because Harris is more so, I believe he's slotted in most um, in most website, uh, most sites like Sleeper and ESPN. I believe he's cited as a tight end slash wide receiver. Ooh, so if, be, if he's actually exactly yeah. so if he's yeah. like a wide receiver for you I mean if he's a fourth wide receiver for you for that team you know, could be, do something for the tight end wise might be better than the 10th tight end or 15th tight end or whatever again he's still a rookie I think he draft the lead so yeah. something to keep an eye on and also one more flyer sorry 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 uh, Noah Gray going to Kansas City you don't know what uh, Travis Kelce is going to do uh, Noah Gray out of Duke going to be attached to Patrick Mahomes a little name to keep an eye on but it's also so that's uh, you know he can, you can just pick them up off waivers exactly yeah. both both of those good name to keep an eye out for a couple of years down the line 100% uh, that's it for tight ends I should don't we... have any more weird names to throw out there yeah no? should we just wrap it there put a bow on it might as well alright wide put receivers put a Kenny Yaboa on it oh my god that was such a dad joke but, so it, good. It, but it actually wasn't bad if I knew that was coming <laughs> I would have just ended the episode right there I was mid-water sip. I really didn't want you to transition. Just oh, had to get it up. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get to what the people are looking for. Let's talk uh, wide receivers here. Uh, I, I like this wide receiver class. Last year's wide receiver class was also really good, but this year was... I, I'm not going to say it was better. I don't, don't think it was better. It, 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 it wasn't better. But I, don't, I don't know if it's... I don't think better is the right word, but it's, it's also hard to tell because most of these kids didn't play full 2020 season. Yep, yep. So by most, I mean almost all of them didn't play. And a lot of them kind of opted out. Like the number one guy we're going to talk about, um, Chase, Jamia Chase. Jamar. Jamar Chase. Um, he didn't play. He didn't even play last year. So it's kind of hard to compare him to like the top guys last year, like Lamb and Judy and Jefferson. He didn't have full 2020 season, so it's hard to really say how he's going to... How, you know, how he would have compared... But when he did play, I mean, he was he was off the wall. Kid was incredible. Yeah, and he teams up again with this college quarterback, Joe Burrow. Bengals are building a little bit of an offense there. You really thought that they might have gone on offensive lineman and protect Burrow, but no, they go chase. They go flashy. They go for the offense. I, I'm really excited for Chase this year. He's going to be so real. That that talent doesn't come around often. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, in 2019, he was the Blitnikoff Award winner, which is best wide receiver in college football. Um, he set records uh, before Devontae Smith broke him last year <laughs> in uh, receiving. So, um, yeah, no, he sat out all 20, or not all 2019, all 2020, and still was the consensus number one wide receiver. So that kind of speaks to how talented he really is. Yeah, and furthermore, like you said, um, 2019, how he was so good, he broke so many records. He had like 20 touchdowns, almost 1,800 yards. His quarterback was Joe Burrow. Yeah. So, I mean, the last time he actually played a full season, like he, he was playing with Joe Burrow. And I was in the NFL with Joe Burrow, and it's going to be really interesting. I think Joe Burrow's the sole reason why the Bengals pick Chase. I think it's a mistake for that organization. However, I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to watch as a fantasy fan. wonder how much fantasy T. Higgins being there is going to affect Chase's production and improve is it gonna help him is it gonna hurt him i mean i don't see why they both can't be a thousand yard receivers okay yeah they definitely could uh, i think this affects tyler boyd more because he's 100 percent. gonna yeah. soak up more targets and that's what boyd needs but i think tyler boyd's still gonna be valuable in fantasy your hopes aren't gonna be as high for him i mean you still use him as a low one wide receiver two high end wide receiver three probably but i mean it's not like it was last year no but i mean i can definitely see him going a thousand thousand each i mean dk yeah. lockett did that together Jefferson and Thielen did it together. Julio probably would have done it, but really he's done it in the past. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of people, there's a lot of teams that can do that. So I, I definitely think that this could be one of them. Yeah, and they're going to need to be throwing the ball up because I don't think that defense said anything special. No, it's really yeah, no. So yeah, they're, they're going to be down a lot. Yep, they're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, we move it right along to Devontae Smith goes to the Eagles. And I like this landing spot because he's the clear number one from day one. Uh, Heisman Award winner, third wide receiver ever to win the Heisman Award. Uh, that's, you know, saying something. And like we said, he broke Jamar Chase's uh, records, I think, in touchdowns and uh, receiving yeah. yards. Yeah, he did. Yep. Um, so, I mean, he just, I think people hating on him. The, the offseason dragged out. I think every day was, yeah, Devontae Smith's too small. It just got so old, but, I mean, he didn't test because he knows what he is. If you watch him play, you know what he is. You tune in every Saturday, watch Alabama, you watch Devontae Smith put up like 200 yards a game, and then just like walk off the field, like not even dripping sweat or anything. <laughs> he made it look so easy in the SEC. Yeah. In all SEC schedule I mean, in 2020. He's so good that the only thing people could talk about was his BMI and his weight. That's the only thing, because you, you're not talking about his drug running, you're not talking about his hands, you're not That's talking good. about his, his versatility, his speed, his quickness, because he was he's incredible at those. So the only thing people could really nitpick, with, nit, nitpick at was his size. And that's, I only think that's fair to him. Like, like his drop wise, he had six drops and over and over three hundred um, targets, and so through the last three seasons. I mean, he's great. I, I really I'm really excited to see him. But what I'm more excited about, if you have Jalen Rager on your team, I think he could be a sneaky player because it's way too early to give up on him. And if Devontae oh, yeah. Smith is getting all the number one cornerbacks, yeah, opens up a lot of opportunities. Oh, exactly. Right there. This is what Rager needed because he's a he's a two. He's a two. He's a he's great a good two. two. He's, he's a two. really good two. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not hating him at all. I'm loving this for my Jalen Hurts shares, for sure. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, the Eagles traded up to get Smith. Um, that tells you everything you need to know about what they think about him. Like you guys said, he's going to be a cl- he's the clear number one from day one. Exactly what Hurts needed to be successful. Smith's going to get a lot of targets in this offense, 100%. I agree. And then Justin, um, not Justin Jefferson, who, who was um, Ashland, um, Ashland, Alshon. Oh, what? <laughs> I was getting to mix up with the Jeffersons. Um, yeah, he's gone. So is um, so is the Sean Jackson. So there's gonna be more room for them. And then uh, Zach Ertz is also on the board. They're looking to trade him. So 
I can just open up a lot more targets for him as a rookie just right out of the gate. Yeah, it looks like yeah. the Eagles are just want to just want to get younger on offense. I don't blame them. That's just going to open up a lot of good opportunities for good dynasty players too. So make sure you keep an eye out on the Eagles as always. And we move on to another Alabama boy. Jalen Waddle goes to the Dolphins. Yeah, this is, a little, this is a little rich for my taste having him uh, three one. But uh, yeah, no, I like he's he's a versatile type of player. Um, Coming out of Alabama, obviously. He only played, I think, what, six games last season? And he was on pace. He played the full season. He was on pace for uh, 1,800 yards and 13 touchdowns. So, I mean, putting up the same kind of numbers that Devontae Smith was putting up. Um, and he's going to go to Miami. And their slot was disgusting before he showed up. And that's, I think, where he's going to line up because he got Parker and Fuller on the outside. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, all those short and intermediate routes are going to go to Waddle, and that's going to be great for Tua. Yeah, Joe, I'm glad you mentioned that what he was, what he would have done in 2020 because he only played four full games, 25 receptions, 557 yards, four touchdowns. He, he, was, he was looking really good, and just he just got hurt. Yeah. And another thing I liked a lot about him, he played a lot of motion, and he he's a punt returner too. So, obviously, punting, uh, punt return yards don't really do anything for your fantasy team, for your fantasy leagues, but if he returns a touchdown... That will give him those extra points. He's got the speed to break one away too. And yes, he does. I mean, what I really like, like I love that he went to the Dolphins. I they drafted him a little higher than I thought they would, but I love that he went there because we haven't really seen Tua with the arm. Like he hasn't really mm-hmm. gone for the deep balls. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he can't, but what we saw from him last year, he didn't really do that. Yeah. So to have a slot guy right now, Tua is gonna be Tua's dump off guy. He's gonna go nice quick slant, uh, maybe just some in motion, and then I think it's gonna be like a lot of fun for him. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got more options than he did last year because it was Devontae Parker and then no one else. No one. No. He's got Fuller and Wall. It's going to be good. Yeah, if, if Fuller's got to stay healthy, you know. He's suspended for the first... First game. Just, first, first just game. the first, first game, game, right? He served a few last year. So hopefully he can stay healthy and it wasn't just the PEDs keeping him on the field last year. Um, but it should be a good offense. I have a question. Better duo, Hurt Smith or Tua Waddle? Hurt Smith. Hurt Smith, right? Yep. But it's not it's not like a breakaway, but I think Hurts. It's too. close. It's close. Hurts Smith. <laughs> it's it's close. Joe's very confident, but he's been uh, uh down on Waddle since day one. I still basically. like Waddle, but I don't I like You're very high on Smith. Uh-huh. I, I do like Smith. It, it, it's close for me. I would I, I can see it going either way. I wouldn't make a bet on it, but I can I, it's close. Yeah. I, I I like you mentioned Esau, I think we really have to see what Tua can do with his arm. If yeah. he has one. I mean, what I hate about Tua last year, I mean, Fitz would replace him. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick would, just, would literally replace him in the third or fourth quarter. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't like seeing that. that does I don't not... know what the Dolphins were doing. They were a competing team. That might be what they yep. were doing. They put the veteran in there and Ryan Fitzpatrick and just sat the rookie down. I don't know why they were doing that. The smartest thing would have done to play Fitzpatrick the whole time. One, yeah. for fantasy. Thank God, it would have been amazing for a fantasy. <laughs> and two, because they would have won more games like that. Yeah. They really would have. They were, I mean, yeah, and I maybe, thought it was dumb. Maybe you don't throw two out there when he's not ready. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not NFL head coaches. We're just three dudes in a podcast talking about Rondell Moore, who goes to the Cardinals, teams up with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, this is our four, number four consensus. And if you're up to Joey, probably number one. But, uh, <laughs> come on, Jamar Chase is here. Um, but, I mean, as much as Joey loves this guy, so do I. I mean, I love watching this guy's tape. Yeah, of course. Joey's like the analytics guy, and he loved his numbers and what he did. And then I saw his tape, and what we combined together, it was just, it was just harmony. Mm-hmm. This, Singing he, songs. <laughs> like, I, I think Rondell Moore, I think Rondell Moore could be one of the steals of the draft. 
simply because in most drafts, I see him going after Bateman. So usually wide receiver five, sometimes after um, after the other more, after Elijah Moore, often, oftentimes I see him after um, Terrence Marshall as well. So if he is going that low, he will be the steal of the draft. Because we've, we've talked about this before, on that team, it's such a, like, a pass-friendly team, and they're just going to chuck the ball the whole time. And it's going to be great because we mentioned again, we mentioned I think two podcasts ago, or maybe three, that Hopkins is going to attract all the top corners and probably the double teams. And what and um, and Moore's the kind of guy that can just get open like out of the slot. He can just gets open real quick. He's so just elusive. Yeah, they're gonna have two small guys connecting Kyler Murray and uh, Rondell Moore. <laughs> Rondell Moore's only five seven, but I mean, guy can squat six hundred pounds. Uh, yeah, he ran. Super fast. Like his pro day numbers were nuts. A 42 and a half inch vertical, a 429 on official 40. And I mean, he does only have like one season of production, but he was a young 18 when he produced. I mean, putting up over 1,200 yards, and it was just insane to watch. I mean, he, did, he opted out of 2020 after three games, and he had a hamstring injury in 2019 after four games. But I mean, the early production, early declare, I mean, the upside is wow. Might go to the moon like Dogecoin. Oh. Steady comparison? Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. I did not think we were going to get into crypto. Like, I think, in the it, of this I think a better comparison would be like a primetime Julian Edelman. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You don't want Dogecoin? I, I, I think football-wise, I think I think worst case scenario, he's going to be like a Debo Samuel. I think best case scenario, he's going to be slightly better than Julian Edelman. Oh, man. that's If you're a... If, you have the opportunity to draft him at outside of the top seven in, in your draft. It's going to be steal. Yeah, he's, he's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. I have on both my teams. I mean, Joe, excited. you took him as what? The wide receiver four? And I have now rookie draft last year? Uh, last week? Smith, Waddle, yeah. yeah, you took yeah. him as the four. As the four. Pick number Rightfully eight. So. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly where he's going to go. Where he should go. Uh, I'll keep it moving right along. Rashad Bateman goes to the Ravens. The Ravens took two wide receivers. I think we'll get to the other one as well later on. Maybe not, actually. Um, but they they definitely are getting Lamar weapons that he can throw to, so he really no longer is going to have the excuse that he has no nobody to throw to that. You know, he, he's got Hollywood. He's, he's got Bateman. Bateman's pretty good. He should be good as long as Lamar can hit it, his passes. Yeah, they're actually getting him a big wide receiver instead of tiny Marquise Brown. <laughs> Uh, Rashad Bateman, 6'2", 210 pounds. He's just prototypical one. Uh, he's got that early production, early declare. Um, he actually, sorry, I read the uh, his listed height and weight on the he, Minnesota he, website. He, he's, he's like 190. I apologize. But still, I don't think that's it's still bigger than, or it is still bigger than Marquise Brown. Um he was producing in the Big Ten. He owned that conference. He was the best receiver. Um, and he had an early breakout age, age 18. Not as early as Rondell Moore, I would say. But, yeah, I mean, I Rashad Bateman as my number two wide receiver pre-draft. I loved him so much. And then going to the Ravens, who have the fewest passing attempts in the last two years, scare me off him a little bit. Yeah. I think that'll change this year, by the way. I, I think it will change that. as well. And, Joe, I like that you mentioned his weight, what he was at his pro day at 190. So when they when they interviewed Bateman and they asked him about it, he said that he got when he got COVID, like he, he actually got really sick. Unlike some people get COVID, they don't really have any symptoms or, you know, little ill. Bateman actually got really sick, and he ended up losing a lot of weight because of that. 
And so when he tested, he tested small, he tested a little, I think an inch or two shorter. And he, I think he was like 20 pounds lighter. The 20 pounds doesn't concern me because if, I mean, I believe he's saying the truth. And I've, I've seen Cole really do that to a lot of top athletes. Yeah, you can put that back on over the summer. Not only that, but an NFL trainer, NFL nutritionist, kid can he can get big fast. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got the size. He's got the ability to be really good for the Ravens as yeah. long as they start throwing the damn ball. He can definitely be the, the, he's the prototypical one because his, you know, his, his catching ability is really nice. Yeah. And he, he just catches just in traffic. So just it looks beautiful when he does it. I, just, I love watching him play. Yeah. I, I want to see it first from the Ravens. Yeah, I guess that's, that's really the biggest question mark. It's nothing to do with him, I guess. It's mostly about the team. Yeah. That's what it is for me. That's pain. I mean, what, what this pick really told me, and then later on, this look at Tyler Wallace, was that they don't really like Marquise Oliver Brown. Who does? The Ravens. Like, they don't. No, oh, I, okay. who actually <laughs> likes Marquise Brown? I mean, I don't know. He, He's he, just not a true number one. He may not even be a tr- true number two. Did I say that out loud? I think the microphone's on. Yeah, you guys yeah? Okay, there. all right, got it. Thanks. All right, we'll keep it keep it moving right along on that awkward pause. <laughs> uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. is our number six consensus wide receiver. Goes to the Panthers. Uh, DJ Moore is there. They have Robbie Anderson as well. Um, what do you guys think? I love Terrace Marshall. Um, I have been five myself. Um, he's a five star recruit, third ranked in the twenty eighteen class. Um, he had the early production. He was an early declare. I mean. His teammates, you know them. Uh, we talked about them. Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I mean, we're going to throw Clyde in there because he did catch some passes and he produced alongside of them. So, I mean, it's it's the production in that high-caliber offense um, that really sealed the deal for me. And then he came in this season and he just only played a couple games and he just said, I'm, I'm done. That's all you need for the tape. I mean, and I'm, I'm going to the NFL. The way the LSU was playing, he shouldn't have came in back in the first place. Yeah, LSU, exactly the, right. LSU sucked. I'm yeah, the LSU was, man, they're not ass. good. They, they were not, not good. good. They were not good in 2020. But I mean, I've heard a lot of people that are not really happy about not, but his spot be simply because you know, a lot of people don't love Sam Darnold. A lot of people don't love that he has um, he has DJ Moore there, that he has Robbie Anderson there. But if Robbie Anderson is on his last leg, he has one year left, and Terrace Marshall is the. Terrace Marshall is going to be absolutely the replacement there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I believe in Sam Darnold. I think I think in this offense he's going to be a lot better than when he did with the Jets. I don't think he's going to be a top guy by any means, but I think with the weapons they have around him between McCaffrey, Marshall, and Moore, I think he's going to do do really well too. Yeah, even if Darnold isn't the answer, they only have him for a year, um, and they could just be in the QB market next year. Yep, they might stink and be um, have a higher pick next year also and be in the running for one of the top quarterbacks again. Hopefully they pick one this time instead of just passing and picking a cornerback, but that's okay. I don't run the Panthers. Not only is the ceiling very high for, for Marshall, but like we just talked about, if things go his way and he gets a good quarterback, the Panthers find a good quarterback, Robbie Anderson leaves after this year, he can't be in a position where he can be like a true number, I mean like a really good number two at least. Yeah, you could even line up outside starting this year. They, you could push DJ Moore to the slot, Robbie mm-hmm. and him both on the outside. And he's a better wide receiver than Robbie Anderson. So, I mean, he could get those. He might get the tough matchups, but I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I agree. It's Dynasty. A couple of years from now, you never know. Uh, I'll keep it moving right along. Our number seven consensus wide receiver in uh, after the NFL draft is Elijah Moore. Goes to the Jets. 
teams up with a uh, rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. I'm really excited to watch the those two build their chemistry together through year one. I think they're going to need each other, and it's going to help Elijah Moore a lot because they're. Uh, I think we talked about it when we were talking about the wide receiver rankings, uh, the the NFL draft reaction that Elijah Moore is going to be Zach Wilson's safety blanket. He's going to just use him and have to throw the ball away to him. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's their best wide receiver. Uh, I mean, Corey Davis is very, very late to his breakout. It's, but not, it's not Corey Davis. It's not Corey Davis. Um, playing in the SEC early to clear, early production. He's he's a great wide receiver. Played it at uh, Ole Miss with DK and AJ Brown. Yeah. It's still produced. So I mean, that tells you the caliber uh, wide receiver he was. And the COVID twenty twenty pace he was on, he was gonna put up almost fifteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. I mean, he did. He would have um, had eighteen rushing attempts. So that's something to look out for. He could be versatile in that way. He could line up in the backfield. I mean, I don't think. I don't know if the Jets are that creative to do that, and they it also could. did. No, no. They also did, did pick Michael Carter with a fourth round pick, but I mean, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, what I what I like, what I, I mean, I compare him a lot to the other more. Um, both Moors are just really just they're similar players. Rondell Moore, they both play in the slot a lot. Like Elijah Moore played ninety two percent of the time he was in the slot, and so I think they could be pretty well because I don't believe Jameson Crowder is going to come back. I think they're going to cut him after this year. Uh, I like him as a player, but I don't think he's been back on this team. And I think he's just going to be a nice safety blanket for Wilson. You know, when you're a rookie quarterback, you just you want to get that open guy, you want to get the ball out of hand quickly, and then I think it's going to be really good for him. I don't know if he's in a lot of time trying to find Corey Davis on the outside or Mims on the outside. And I think they're going to have a really good connection together. I don't expect him to have too many yards, but I can see him having a lot of receptions. I can see him being really good in like full PPR leagues. Yeah, he rarely drops the ball too, which is definitely going to help him. Yeah, I mean, he could be a yak machine because I mean he's so good in space yeah. and he's very fast yak yeah I like, I, like, I like the way I just like the way you said that I wasn't expecting that uh, let's keep it moving right along number 8 Kadarius Tony goes to the Giants so the Giants were going to pick right after the Eagles and they traded back after Smith was taken right yeah. from their hands uh, traded back 9 picks division rival took him too yeah division rival took him too I read a story today that the Giants are still pissed about it uh, they probably should be. Smith is incredible. Uh, but they took Kadarius Tony as their wide receiver. They just signed Kenny Galladay as well. Um, how do we feel? It was a reach. It was yeah. a reach. <laughs> it, that, that's the only yeah. word to describe it. It was a reach. I mean, Kadarius Tony, like, he's a highlight machine. He's really exciting to watch. I, I think, you know, watching him play and with the ball in his hand, he just looks so versatile and just fun. But I don't know if he's going to be... I don't know how he's going to look on this team. Like, I just, I, th- I think he's still going to, you know, I think he's going to produce for fantasy, but I don't, I don't see him being much, I don't see him being much more than what a Shepard was. Well, certainly Shepard was, really. Like, maybe he'll be a flex option for you, but I believe more so he's going to be a wide receiver three. Like, you can probably, you can throw him with the flex, but the flex wide receiver three is where I believe, where I believe he's going to land. Yeah, he's just so raw. Because, I mean, last year was his actual, like, coming out, that's only you hear didn't even hit a thousand yards. But I mean, that yeah, I would not be drafting him anywhere near the first rounds, even the early second round. Not really that interested. Um, but I mean, if you want to take that mid to late round flyer, please by all means, because he's very athletic and like you said, he's very versatile, very dynamic, and I mean, he could do it in the uh, special teams game. 
I think he's better than Sterling Shepard. He's more athletic. He could just push him out right away. So he could get those opportunities. And I know Daniel Jones isn't like a gunslinger in any sort. So there's upside there, but I mean, it's very, very risky. I just, I just feel like in this wide receiver class, there's just others that their ceiling is higher. There's, there's a little bit less risk to go about it. Like if you're going to take Tony, there's just other guys you would take before him. If I had to put my vote on the biggest bust and a top 10 wide receiver selected, Ooh. it'd be Tony. Ooh. I don't think Tony's going to do anything. Out of the first round receivers? Or out of the top, top 10 wide receivers. Top 10 in general. I mean, yeah. out of the first round receivers, that, that's easy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. He, he's, he's so fun to watch and he's great like that, but I don't think he's going to do anything for your fantasy team. I, I think, I think he's going to be the bust of this league, of this um draft. Ooh. I love the Respectfully. take. Respectfully. I love the take. I hope he's not listening right now. I'll be okay. honest with you. I, I don't think he's going to be better than wide receiver, wide receiver three flex. I think he'll have that a year or two, and then he's going to be done. I don't I just, I don't know. He's going to be taking that snippet and putting it on his highlight tape. I hope he does. <laughs> and retire. <laughs> Take the YouTube highlight money and run. Uh, the Lions and then took Amon Ross St. Brown. What a name. And we have him as our number nine consensus wide receiver. Lions are going to be pretty f- fucking terrible this year, <laughs> but there's really not a lot of guys that they can throw it to. It's basically just St. Brown and, and Hawkinson, and that's it. No, I mean, they, throw Swift. They, they, they can throw it to Swift, who's a pretty good pass catching back. They can throw it to, who did they sign? Um, Terrell Williams, who's not bad. They can throw it to Quintus uh, Cephas. Um, there's another guy. Rashad Perryman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like none of those guys really like, oh, wow, you know, a lot of competition. No, yeah, so they all, have no guys to throw it to. They're all either. forgettable names. That's why we took a minute to think about them. There you go. That's true. But, I mean, I don't – I I like Amon Ra. I think he's going to be a fun player to watch. Um, I don't know how early he's going to really produce. But the fact that this team is so shit for – and probably will be yeah. shit for the next few years. Yeah. You know, it's, it, could, it could be interesting. It could be interesting what he would do for fantasy. He might suck for, you know, real life, but fantasy could be fun. Yeah, like we were saying with Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson, Amon Ra's going to be the safety blanket for Jared Goff because yeah. Jared Goff is baby hands. Jared Goff, if so you cool. ever if you ever saw Jared Goff like really play the last couple of years, his home and away like stats were so just crazy because when you're away, you know it's hard to hear your coach. The fans are loud, and then when you're home, it's obviously quiet. Yeah, but like if Sean McVay was not his coach, Jared Goff would be ass. Jared Goff is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Ooh. Spicy. And, it's, and that's not a hot He's take. He's still getting paid, though. He can get paid all he wants. He's I mean, that was a still mistake. getting paid. But Whoa. yeah, no, that's 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 the truth. Damn, you're saying that with Patrick Mahomes in the league? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's a bold name, take. Name, name me a worse quarterback than Jared. But name me a worse starting quarterback than Jared Goff. Teddy Bridgewaters. Mm-mm. I'd rather Bridgewater. That's what comes to my mind. I'm just thinking bad. But I'd still rather Teddy Bridgewater. Because he's got two gloves. Sam Darnold. I don't no. know Sam Darnold. No. No. Esop's in, in, in the Sam Darnold fan club. I don't know when it started, and I'm not sure when it's going to end. I don't hate <laughs> him, but, I mean, I, the things I've learned about Sam Darnold the past 10 weeks has been surreal. I mean, it's anything that I love Sam Darnold. It's just that I really don't like golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I'm going to rock him. He'll be all right because, like we said, no one around him. And he's going to be one of the top um, targets for Jerry Goff and. I don't think the defense is anything special. So, Goff, as terrible as he is, he's going to be throwing the ball. Yeah, he had four, four first quarter touchdowns in 2020 in college. And any guy that can do that is going to excite you. And 
can hopefully bring that kind of talent and production to the NFL. I guess we'll see what the team around him does. That's That might be the biggest question mark with him. Our number 10 consensus wide receiver is Amari Rodgers. Another Rodgers goes to the Packers. We'll yeah. see if the original Rodgers is still there. And speaking of somebody, like you just said, question marks, um, he's got a lot of question marks too. Not, not around his talent or anything, but who's his quarterback going to be? Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference in ranking-wise oh. if it's, if you know, if Aaron Rodgers has a long-term contract or if it's Jordan Love, his ranking can take quite the hit. Like, yeah. he's he's only a 10 for us. I can see him drop very, see him drop quite a lot um, if Rodgers is gone. Yeah, um, Jesus, it's it's very iffy for Mario Rogers right now. You just gotta if you're an owner, if you already drafted him, or if you're planning to draft him, you're just hanging on the edge of your seat, waiting to see what Rogers does, and you're cursing Jeopardy if he chooses that. You never <laughs> yeah. tune back into that because I don't know. I feel Adams is gonna be fine no matter who's throwing the ball. If Allen Robinson can produce with crap quarterbacks, I think Devontae Adams will be just I fine. Think, I think that's the best comparison there is. Like, Look at it this way. Who's better, Allen Robinson or Devontae Adams? Like, last couple of years. Devontae Adams. And Allen Robinson has produced with some of the shittiest of the shit. Like, yeah. Blake Bortles, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Connection there. Blake Bortles could be thrown to Devontae Adams. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, all I'm saying is, <laughs> if Allen Robinson can do with those shit quarterbacks, I believe Devontae Adams is better than that. So, I mean, I, I'm not worried about him at all. And the best thing about... Um, the best thing about Amari Rodgers, he's probably going to be the wide receiver too. Yep. Yeah. Like, Alan, Alan, yes. Here he is. Yeah, he is. I don't think he is right now. I do. I think Alan Lazard is, is the number two currently, but I can definitely see Amari Rodgers take it over. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Lazard's going to line up on the outside, Rodgers in the slot, but I think Rodgers is going to put up better numbers because I think he's just a better wide receiver than Alan Lazard. Um, yeah. That's all I got for that because I don't think Alan Lazard's anything special. But you can you can tell that the Packers are not comfortable with their quarterback situation at all with this whole Aaron Rodgers debacle going on. They're bringing in the boat, Blake Bortles. They're not confident in Jordan Love whatsoever, so they're just... I agree. They're freaking out. They're panic mode. It's like that SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob is in his own brain. There's fires everywhere. <laughs> papers flying. That's the Packers right now. Really go back to that Jordan Love draft pick last year and just wonder what the hell was going through their head and how much that's affecting Rodgers' brain right now. When they made that pick, they basically said, we are in charge, Aaron, not yep, you. Yeah, not you. That, that, that's what, that, when I saw that, that's, that's what it comes down to me. That's no, what I think. Not the type of message you're hoping but, to yeah. send to your franchise quarterback. If, if Rodgers is gone, the next couple guys we have here, Nico Collins, De'Ami Brown, Tylen Wallace, I'd put all of them over, over Mario Rodgers. I agree. If Aaron Rodgers is no longer there. I agree. Well, Nico Collins is also a little scary with the Texans quarterback situation, and he's our number 11 right now, so I guess that can also change quite a bit. Nico Collins, yeah, is a number 11. But I mean, I, personally, for me, I love when Nico Collins, who he is. I, I think I, I love like, I love his play style. I love, I love him as a player. I think he has great tracking ability and ball control. But he's just, he went he went to a shitty team when, and with Michigan, you know. That's what really hurt him. Yeah. And, like, when he was coming out of college, when he was coming out of high school, he was... He was pretty like wanted. Like a lot of schools wanted him. Like he he was ranked pretty highly, and then he now he goes to another team with another you know bad quarterback, no bad uh, coaching and just bad overall team like just management, and so I think Nico Collins is better than Amari Rogers like skill wise. However, I don't know what's gonna happen with Watson. I don't know if it's gonna be Davis Mills or Tyra Taylor throwing in the ball. So, yeah, that throwing in the ball thing might not matter all too much to him because he does have an insane catch radius. Uh, yeah, he just go snag it. He's actually like one of the 
biggest wide receivers in this uh, class, 6'4", 215. Everybody else is tiny. It's funny, we didn't talk about Amari Rodgers' freaking awful catch radius in the, <laughs> the fifth percentile. But yeah, fifth percentile catch radius. Yeah. <laughs> fucking wow. terrible. While Nico Collins is sitting at 94th percentile. for <laughs> So it's a little bit of a difference there. But yeah, Nico Collins is like built like a one. Obviously he's going from shit to shit, from Michigan to Houston. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, he can do, hopefully, for... Um, the Texans case Watson is fine and they can just keep going about their business but mm. uh, that's mm. that's a big if <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it is alright and just some couple of guys couple more guys we have here uh, Deami Brown is our number 12 goes to Washington uh, he was a four star pro- prospect in the 2018 uh, recruiting class and he did have Offers from schools like Alabama and Ohio State. He ended up going to North Carolina. Um, yes, yeah, a smaller school guy, but he had the talent to go to the better uh, go schools. to the bigger schools. Yeah, exactly. the last two years, 2019, 2020, he was one of the only receivers that had uh, over a thousand yards, and he had twenty yards per reception, over fifty catches. He's one of the only, if not the only, receiver that did that the last two years. So I believe you know this guy has a big playability, and if Fitzpatrick was there for a year or two, it could be a lot of fun. Maybe you don't love this guy, like you know, as a, as as a talent wise. But if you get him and he produces for the first two years, trade his ass. Yeah. Like, I think Fitzpatrick will be great for this vote for Deami Brown. Problem yeah. is, you have McLaurin, you have Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is a slot guy, the in motion guy. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, that 20 yards per um, reception that he was talking about is insane for uh, Fitz to be throwing. Like, yeah. just think of that Fitz Magic beard popping out of that Washington football team helmet. Just head all the way back and just. Guns it. Slinging it down the dining ground because it can happen. Yeah, he's in a good spot there in uh, Washington. It'll, it'll be interesting with the football team who will have a name by next year. Yeah, I, I, maybe he, they stick with football team. He really went to the best spot because, I mean, so 70% of the routes he ran were the vertical, the hook, and the shallow routes. It's going to be great for Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's like, exactly if what he If he's just running down the field like that, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's what he loves. It probably won't be the first option, obviously. No, but definitely not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be still good. Good for uh, Dami Brown. Yeah, the other wide receiver the Ravens drafted, uh, Tylen Wallace. I love Tylen Wallace. Yeah. Um, I Tylen Wallace would have been my sleeper if he didn't go to the Ravens. Yeah. And it's not just the Ravens that are just not. They're horrible at passing the ball, but he also went like the fourth round. Mm-hmm. If fourth round, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I just wish that he just... I wish he went to a different team that would have utilized him more. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not asking for the Chiefs. I'm not asking for a team like that. <laughs> but, like, just an average... an av- You know, just an average throwing team. Like, that, that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, Town Walsh dropped a bit for me. Um, yeah. Hard not bad. to. Going as a second to, wide receiver, yeah. going to the Ravens draft. Yeah. Year, it's he, hard not to. Yep. Uh, that's basically it. You yeah, just uh, ran down what I was about to say. That was a great job. He was, yeah. Tyler Wallace in 2018 was fucking, was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, he was. He loved, I think he loved the nation in yards and um, nearly 1,500 yards, but then he tore his ACL the year after, and hey. he never really fully recovered for that. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the Ravens do. We'll see if they can get out of being last place in pass attempts. We'll see what Lamar can do with some new weapons. And we'll see what we bring you guys next week. Thank you so much for... I, th- s- I think I know what we're bringing next week. Oh, I know. Oh. I, I think I know. What are we bringing next week, Joe? 
I think we're bringing a mock. A mock. Yes. Finally, our mock draft of the rookies <laughs> of this year. We've broken it down for you. Now it's time to see where they go. And I'm going to make the best picks. Put your money down on that. Find your bookie and uh, put that down. I think it's at minus 500, but go ahead. <laughs> My God, the confidence. I mean, I, you can you have to appreciate the poor confidence. Kid. Yeah, poor kid. That's all for us this week, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Excited to be back with you next week. Make sure you go on Twitter, on Instagram, at DLC Fantasy. Talk to you guys soon. I love you guys. Go Celtics.